Welcome to Neo Chats, an interview style podcast focusing on educating neonatal nurses, caring for newborns and their families, hosted by Jenna Morton. It is a project of the Canadian Association of Neonatal Nurses, a nonprofit organization committed to the health and well being of newborns and their families. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Pampers. Welcome to the show. Kamara Van Bremen is a nurse practitioner with decades of experience providing pediatric palliative care in British Columbia. She's joining us here on NeoChats to talk about an initiative at BC Women and Children's Hospital, where she teaches clinicians how to lead serious illness conversations. Hello. Hi, so great to be here. I'm curious to know just what is a serious illness conversation? Well, a serious illness conversation is actually a conversation to elicit a patient's values uh, and to explore goals, worries, hopes, and strengths. It's not really about coming to a decision, but it's really about learning about a patient or family's hopes. And what we recognize from some brilliant work done at Airdy Andy Labs in the US, which is part of the Harvard Chan um, Collaborative, is that there's actually certain questions we should ask. Um, This was patient tested and it's just so valuable to have a checklist of questions so that we don't miss anything and we can actually listen better. So that was made for adults. So a few years ago, we decided to adapt it uh, for our population, which is really working with parents whose children are seriously ill. That would be a very different kind of conversation than when you're having one-to-one with a patient when you're trying to deal with families. What what are some of the the differences that you've come to in terms of those conversations? Well, you know, in pediatrics, we recognize that actually prognostication or knowing what might be ahead for children with different conditions, um, different illnesses is really hard to predict. So that's a big one. So we have to sort of teach clinicians how to frame prognosis or what is up ahead, which we don't have a crystal ball, but those words really matter. They really matter and parents really hear that. So that's part of it. Another part is, you know, the child, um, particularly in the NICU setting, can't tell us what their goals are. Um, or tell us specifically what what's happening to their body. They, they give us lots of signs, but you know, they, they can't talk to us. So parents are the decision makers. And given that, we have to frame our questions differently. Because it's the parents understanding of the illness, the parents understanding what might be ahead, and then really getting to the core of what do they believe? What do they hope for? What are they worried about? And what are some of the things that, you know, they're willing to, to do with really exploring trade-offs? So the conversation allows us to go through in a systematic way to really explore those things. When you're helping clinicians learn how to have these kind of conversations, what are the things that you're, you're helping teach them that you're helping them to understand? Well, the first thing is really asking permission. If you can talk to families, you know, we, we know from our parent partners that that doesn't always happen. You know, the healthcare settings, busy um, rounds happen. People come into the room, talk to parents and they may or may not be ready. Um, to have a conversation or even have the right people there. 
So we ask permission first. Can we talk about your child and what might be ahead? This isn't like, can we talk about your child and give you bad news? This is, can we talk to you about what might be ahead um, so that we really can plan and support you? And really this conversation is about getting to know you better. And then the second thing, um, and again, I feel very strongly that teaching this guide is important, but even if people do the first couple things, we're gonna make our healthcare better. The second thing we do is, can you tell me what you understand about what's happening with your child right now? And it's so fascinating because as, as you said in the beginning, I've been doing this work a long time, but I can tell you the times that I've come into a room of clinicians who've been working with a family or a baby for many, many months. And I'll say, well, what's the family's understanding? And more often than not, we can't answer that. The families know the blood counts, the family knows the kidney values, the family knows the MRI results. But that's very different than what's their understanding of what the baby is going through and what might happen. As someone who deals in words all the time, I, I get that. And I, I appreciate that difference of, yes, if you're the clinician and you're used to what all these things mean in your head, you automatically have that understanding. But those of us coming in as parents, that's not our background. And to take that time to say, what, what do you understand of everything you've taken in really does highlight where those discrepancies would be. And, and also I noticed the tone of your voice when you asked the question kind of both times there about, you know, what, what's happening, you know, can we talk to the family? Um, is that something that, that you have conversations with about clinicians about how you ask a question, not just the words in it? Yeah. Tone and cadence um, is so important and reflecting back to parents without trying to fix or evaluate or judge or reassure um, unnecessarily or not, not truthfully, I guess. Um, is, is a huge part of the learning. I mean, communication competencies are, are extremely difficult skills, extremely difficult. And so in the education that we do, we actually practice using role plays and really having people use the words, respond. A few other things that we do, you know, we talk about silence being important. We, we talk about less talk is better. So physicians or clinicians should talk 50%. <laughs> or less um, in these conversations, which again, are all patterns that we develop and have to relearn sometimes. What kind of feedback are you getting from the clinicians who take part in these, these sessions to learn how to have these better conversations? Well, we recently did a quite a big initiative with um, all the NICUs and uh, tertiary NICUs in, in BC, and we had a pre and post a questionnaire. And again, this was interdisciplinary staff, so nurses, RTs, physicians of all different sort of levels of, of experience, um, OTs and PTs, which was really great to have because in the NICU, they really actually have a lot of um, understanding of the child's function differently than anyone else. And we did a pre and post. And one of the questions is, how confident are you to ask to talk to parents about their child's serious illness? And very few were confident or somewhat confident. And when you think about that, these are all people that work in a NICU. These babies are seriously ill. They might get better. Lots of them get better. Most of them get better. 
but they're seriously ill. So to go into work and be not confident about having a conversation actually says a lot. So we do a three-hour training. It's got some pre-work and some reading and a, and a PowerPoint. And then we practice for, for two hours. And the score results of the post-survey is everybody's confidence improved. And to, to a quite a great extent, um, whether people are still able or motivated to use the guide is, is another step, I think. But I feel very pleased that that, that confidence level went up. And uh, in all the questions, you know, how, how confident are you to talk about, uh, talk with a parent about their hopes or their worries or their strengths? And everyone's confidence went up on that. So I thought, well, that's good. That's a start. When talking about this as a, a start, you said you've done this, you know, kind of across BC now. Where where do you see this going as part of the, the practice in Canadian hospitals in general? Well, we actually partnered with CHEO, so out in Ottawa, and I have a colleague there, Megan Darty, who's um, a real believer in the Serious Illness Conversation Guide training. And so um, we partnered together, and um, and really we have, we have pediatricians, nurses, RTs, PTs, the, the whole gamut across the country now joining our training. So um, again, it's pretty intensive. It's three to one facilitation. So it requires a lot of commitment from our trainers. So we're offering at least once a month uh, workshops that people can join and then doing them as kind of ad hoc. Um, so if a group phones me from Calgary and says, we'd love to do a conversation, um, Connect Place has been really supportive of that work that they, they'll give some of my time to that and have a platform that we use to, to do that. So I can see it growing. I mean, in the adult world, um, the Serious Illness Conversation Guide is really, really used a lot. In the pediatric world, we're definitely seeing it more. Interestingly, I also volunteer for an organization called Two Worlds Cancer Collaboration, um, and we do uh, collaboration and work with uh, South Asia. And uh, it was a couple of years ago that we, you know, pre-COVID, we went to India with one of the trips and um, and actually started using the guide there. And so it's uh, it's translated into Telugu, and uh, and it's been used there. And we have um, a fellowship program. Um, with fellows in Philippines and Bangladesh and India. So we're spreading it there too. That's fantastic. When you when you talk with you know NICUs and, and clinician groups who've gone through the training and started to to use it in practice, do you have any sense of feedback of of the change that they've seen happening in their in their hospitals after doing this? Yeah, I think, you know, I think the one of the learnings I've had is that how do you identify who needs one of these conversations? Because we don't want to do it in crisis. We want to do it in identifying that we're we're worried about a child's fragility or uncertainty. And if if teams can identify that worry, and like you said, I like how you said that we have a lot going on in our head. And so we make assumptions that other people know that too. So it's this real conscious thing to say, who needs a conversation and how do we set that up? And I think the feedback is, I've done the workshop, but I still am not confident to do it. So 
one of my learnings is to have, and it's usually palliative care clinicians that have these competencies built in because we do these conversations a lot. Um, so how do you actually have a team of people or a group of people that can actually step in and help lead or mentor? Because it's not just asking the questions. It's, there's, there's so much listening and reflecting back um, that takes practice. So identifying the child and then who's going to do it and when should we do it and setting that time aside. And that's really difficult in this healthcare environment where everyone is busy and there's lots of meetings and, and many, many children, particularly Nick, you have multiple specialties, right? So how do you get sort of people on the same page about really giving families the information they need to make decisions about what's up ahead? If someone's listening now and think thinking, you know, oh, wow, we, we really need to have this, you know, training, we need to have this in place in, in our NICU, what would you suggest to them? Well, they definitely can contact me through Connect Place Children's Hospice. Um, and interesting, when you said that, I was thinking, you know, there's clinicians that might say I need this training, but there also might be parents that are like, I've never had one of these conversations before. We're not in done in that way. Um, so again, I would say even to parents, they, they're welcome to contact me through through Connect Place. We, we actually have a self-referral pro program where parents can actually phone us, even from anywhere, and we can sort of help navigate. If they have a child with a serious illness, we can help navigate um, maybe who to connect with um, if they're in a different province, um, or even if they're in this province, it, it might be that, uh, that we can have a conversation with them and support that getting to know them better to see what they need. That's fantastic. I think it's, it's so wonderful that we're, we're seeing a bit of a shift in healthcare in general to being more open to self-referrals and, and open to just having resources there for people when they're ready for them. Yeah, it was interesting. The other day we were talking about how do we document these conversations and where do they live and everybody's charting systems different and uh, it was kind of funny because I said, well, we just give a copy to the parents. And people are like, oh, well, that's a good idea. <laughs> and again, I think for me, this, this actually comes from working in, in lesser resource countries where we don't have these systems that can be very helpful, but also can bog us down. And patients have their own charts that they carry around. Right. And so putting this conversation in their chart so that the next clinician that sees them can read and then carry forward. It's not that these conversations stop, but let's start here. Look at this team kind of knows this family and and they've written down what they understand and they've written down what, what we've said to the family about their child's serious illness. And so yeah, I just, I think it's, it's funny as the more complicated we've gotten in our healthcare, we sometimes compl complicate things that can be more simple. Thank you so much for taking the time to, to chat about this initiative and the work that you've been doing. I really am happy to be here and it's just so nice to talk to you. Tamara Van Bremen is a nurse practitioner. She joined us from British Columbia. 
NeoChats is a project of the Canadian Association of Neonatal Nurses. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Pampers. Find additional clinical resources, publications, and educational tools on the Pampers professional website at pgsciencebehind.com. The content producer and host is Jenna Morton. Technical production by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub. For more information on the association, visit our website at www.neonatalcan.ca or our Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram pages. 